Hi everyone, I'm Maddie. And I'm Nikita. And this is We We Hate Hate That. And today's episode, we'll be talking about why we hate busyness. And in particular, we mean busyness as a status symbol. So what is that and how did it come to be? Why are we talking about it today? So I think the easiest way to look at busyness as an ideology or as a value is looking at it at how it applies to your work. This is a really big part of American culture, and it's really rooted in the American dream. The idea that we can move up in status based on our intelligence, our skills, and our worth. Uh, This is also the idea that Americans can have it all, both in owning things and in doing things. It's really the dream to have it all, to do it all. Um, And since we're a developed society, um, it's all about having knowledge-based skills. Companies want the best, but to be seen as the best, you should be perceived as someone who's in scarce supply. Supply and demand, econ 101 class. I didn't think (laughs) I'd be revisiting it today, but here we are. So the idea here is like, you want to work long hours and seem super busy so that it seems like your time is scarce and therefore in high demand. Absolutely. And even though, you know, we started off by talking about this in the context of work, it can also apply to a variety of areas in your life, like dating and friendships. And even though um, we're kind of talking and framing it like kind of a bit of a manipulation tactic to appear busy, to gain respect, um, it can also just be expressed in earnest. Sometimes people are just trying to tell you how busy they are um, to signal to the people around them that they are trying hard and doing their best to be a great employee or friend or parent or partner. Um, So it may not be coming from a place of malice. Yeah, it's like maybe if you feel bad for not being able to show up, you're just like, oh, I'm so busy. And that's what you're trying to explain, even though there's way better ways to go about it. Exactly. So I was kind of curious about, is this how it's always been? Or is this a change um, in the way we value our time and resources? And there's always going to be status symbols in society, and it's always changing. So actually, in the past, wealth and leisure were the two biggest status symbols. If you had the time and money to take vacations, that was seen as desirable. Now people say they're too busy to take time off or or go to the extreme of the work hard, play hard mentality and really run themselves into the ground. And even with regards to wealth, now an ostentatious display of wealth can be looked down upon as reckless or irresponsible or maybe not even eco-friendly like we talked about in our last episode on greenwashing. Absolutely. So it definitely sounds like the standards are always changing in terms of how we like show ourselves to be valuable in society. And so busyness is kind of the most recent one we're seeing manifest. So we want to talk about why it's harmful, right? Because it could technically be helpful. It could make you seem desirable and give you new experiences and open you up to the best opportunities. But we feel like maybe you could go about achieving those things in a different way that doesn't have to be placing a super high emphasis on all the things that you're doing. So the first way that it's kind of negative is that it can creep into your life 
through FOMO. You know, if you're looking, especially social media, I feel like is a huge culprit Mm -hmm. for making us compare our lives and how full they are. And so you might feel constant FOMO and then fill your time to the point of exhaustion. Yeah, we were talking the other day about how we like to fill our time. And um, it turns out Nikita and I have different values between extroversion and introversion. And even though I present as very extroverted in my work and in my personal life, I actually require a lot of downtime. And I like to be alone. And it's almost 50-50, which was shocking to Nikita. Because Nikita likes to do things every single day. Very highly extroverted, part of her personality. But for me, that would be counterproductive. For me, that would be buying into busyness. But for Nikita, it's more like her natural inclination. Exactly. So we still want to champion downtime. But just remember, depending on how you're personally calibrated, that need may look different. But it's all about kind of keeping your finger on your own meter. Mm -hmm. And to that point, psychologist Sally Nazari um, from Beyond the Couch podcast mentioned that if we value ourselves based on our tasks, accomplishments, and gains, we begin to think of ourselves as less and less worthwhile just for being ourselves. So then we take on more projects, more tasks, and eventually we burn out. And then when we do this, we also have less energy to devote to our relationships, which can create distance and disconnection because you're so caught up in your own world and jumping from one activity to the next that you may decrease the actual quality of your relationships, which then goes on to impact your quality of day-to-day life. And something that I can personally relate with a lot, the final point about why it can potentially be so harmful is because it's hard to feel satisfied and content when you're constantly on the move and you have no time to actually sit there, absorb and and reflect all these things you're hypothetically doing to make your life better. You don't actually have the time to take them in. And then that kind of leads to that feeling of burnout, like you're not actually enjoying any of it. It feels like you're never caught up. Exactly, which is horrible because, you know, you're doing things presumably like yoga and seeing friends and overachieving at work, but then you're not actually reaping the gains of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so obviously this is something that probably affects a lot of people and we have strong personal connections to it too. For me, I first noticed this when I was in college because there's no one telling you what to do, right? It's a place where you create your own schedule and you see your time as the most valuable asset you have. And it, to me, felt like people would use the word, oh, I'm so busy as a cop-out for not wanting to do something and not owning that. Um, I was friends with just a lot of high-achieving people who were in a lot of clubs, a lot of classes, and um, maybe were RAs and also had part-time jobs and stuff like that. And they were doing great stuff, but instead of just saying, like, my schedule won't allow it, I'm not able to prioritize this, it was just saying, oh, I'm so busy, sort of making it a throwaway catch-all term. And it's really, you have to ask yourself, are you busy or are you not able to prioritize or is this just not a priority for you? And it's important um, to be honest with yourself first and foremost and then be honest with people around you. Right now I'm focusing on work. Right now I'm focusing on school or yeah, now I want to focus on my relationships, finding that balance. And it was interesting for me too because uh, when I lived in Taiwan after school, it was culture shock of the complete opposite valuation. Um, It's a very laid back 
culture and leisure time is highly valued and respected. And it's almost a part of the culture of at least where I lived. They have public recreation areas, multiple public parks that are not just for kids, but workout equipment for adults and places to go to live a fulfilling life embedded into the town. That's so awesome just to see how how culture does really play a big aspect um, in this movement, I guess, and this trend. I also first experienced it um, in college as well, so that seems to be a trend. And I definitely had a firsthand experience of it. I was the busy person. Um, (laughs) My sophomore year, I was taking on the maximum possible slate of classes. I was also a resident advisor, which took up at least 10 extra hours a week. Um, I was on the executive board for a nonprofit org that took up a huge amount of my time. And in addition, I was such an extra friend. <laughs> I was trying to court my now ex-boyfriend. And I did things like throw surprise birthday parties for people. Oh, my gosh. And here was the problem for me, was that it was incredibly addicting. Because even now, listing those things all off, it feels impressive. Mm-hmm. And I would get really positive feedback on it. And people would be like, oh, how do you do it all? And that was like my drug. Like, I chased that feeling of being admired for it, and then I piled more and more onto my plate, and ultimately had, like, a little bit of a mental breakdown, actually, during my sophomore year, and then I learned as I got a little older and ultimately reversed it. Actually, second semester senior year, I only took two classes because that's all I needed in order to graduate, and I felt very looked down upon for it. People were like, oh, so you're kind of giving up or you're doing the minimum, but the thing was... I ended up actually enjoying my classes so much more that semester, fully absorbing all of the content and putting like my true best into all my homework assignments, getting them done way ahead of time because I only had two classes. And in the end, it was one of my most successful grades wise and just the way I felt semesters of all of college. So yeah, I I thought that was a good way to illustrate what we're talking about. Yeah, that feeling, I was just smiling because I totally relate. I even remember going home, anytime I went home from college and we saw family friends, I would just list off everything I was doing. And then they, all the parents would be like, oh my gosh, that's so impressive. You're so smart. And wow, how do you do it all? And I would just, you know, toss my hair and be like, oh, it's, it's just natural. <laughs> <laughs> when really you're so burnt out. I was so burnt out. I got so sick in college. Like I had physical reactions to it. And sometimes you got to learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. And it's interesting. So Nikita and I are both recruiters and we see this a lot when we're seeking out great candidates for our roles. They either don't answer you after multiple follow-ups to emails or they give you limited windows to chat and maybe they really are that busy but um or they're just not interested in the role and they're just sort of keeping us engaged um but my favorite candidates to work with are the ones who are very proactive very engaged and say I'm free from nine to five and they'll just make it work (laughs) right because they're showing you with their time that this is a priority for them right makes you feel nice yes it does (laughs) Um, so what to do, right? What can you do to sort of combat the busyness culture? If this is something you struggle with, start by just acknowledging it 
uh, to yourself when you see it in the world around you. That's a trick I learned from my therapist is like, sometimes it's hard to tackle big issues and totally change it in yourself. But if you can just see either in yourself or in the media or in your friends and be like, oh, they seem to be value busyness. Like you can just point that out and you don't have to necessarily fight it verbally. You can just acknowledge that and then just not reward busyness with affirmations that it's impressive or important. Just note it to yourself. And honestly, try to remove the word busy from your vocabulary. At our work, I often don't really hear people say the word busy. They'll say, I don't have the bandwidth right now, or I've taken on many projects. I've got a full plate, you know, things like that, that sort of take away the word. And use this as a way to say no to more things that you don't think will benefit or even really interest you. It's easy when you're high achieving to just keep piling things on. And we know you, the listener, are a high achieving person. And take some time to reflect and think, is this something that will add value to my career, to the skills I'm trying to learn, to my happiness, to my lifestyle? Um, Take a look at your own priorities, work, personal or otherwise, and make sure that what you're doing really aligns with what you care about. Absolutely. I feel like, honestly, one of the most natural combatants to this whole craze is mindfulness. And everything that you're mentioning is about being in the moment, being present, being aware of yourself and your goals, and then seeing how things line up with that instead of just letting yourself be carried away by your own schedule. Totally. Mm Um, awesome. Well, that is our show today. Thank you so much for listening. And please, as always, we'd love to hear from you if there's anything that you hate and would like for us to talk about. Otherwise, we'll just keep coming up with topics ourselves. <laughs> um, and then please feel free to follow us on all of our socials. You can email us at wehatethatpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can uh, Instagram, I think, is we hate that podcast, mm-hmm. and then Twitter is we hate that pod character limit. <laughs> love it. Um, and then also, if you've been enjoying us, feel free to leave a rating or review. We love to see it. And remember that we hate, hate that, that, but we, we love, love you. you.